there's a new text feature that we have set up. So if you want to get in touch with me, include your either social media handle or email so I can get back to you. Enjoy the episode. Paul Rosenblum is a bookkeeper, not an accountant or a CPA. Although the information in this podcast comes from professionals, it's meant to give you enough knowledge about these subjects to have a meaningful dialogue with your tax preparer about bookkeeping and taxes. Welcome to another tax-based episode after the last episode, which was a bit different. I'm Paul Rosenblum. As of the date of this recording, the official tax season starts on January 2nd, 2024, and is less than three months away. And the deadline for me to get out hundreds of 1099 NECs is less than four months away, just around the corner in the tax world. As I have mentioned, it's time to start preparing for that now. In January of 2022, the IRS announced that they were going to start tracking Zelle, Venmo, and PayPal payments to better enforce already written tax code rules and laws. Right before January of 2023, they announced that they weren't ready to do that yet, so the 1099 situation stayed the same when I was producing them in January of 2023. After tax season 2023, the IRS announced that they will proceed with the plan for the 2023 tax season, so it sounded relatively easy and straightforward. The IRS would track Zelle, Venmo, and PayPal payments so that if an individual or a business receives $600 or more from the same vendor during the year, the IRS would send a 1099-K to that business or individual so that bookkeepers for business entities would not have to. It would make my job somewhat easier since I have a lot of people who I personally receive money from and people who I pay via Zelle and Venmo. But actually, it's not so straightforward at all, unfortunately. And this is why I say that. First of all, there are two versions of Zelle. Some banks have licenses for Zelle so that business accounts can receive Zelle payments and pay their vendors via Zelle directly from their business bank accounts. Some banks only have the licensing for Zelle for personal bank accounts. And by the way, a business account is a bank account for an LLC, partnership, or corporation. A sole proprietorship is actually considered a DBA, doing business as. So really, in reality, they are personal bank accounts, although some banks are able to include it in the business login of your bank for better security, and the personal account would be another login username and ID, and then you can actually link the two together so that transfers can be done from a, quote, business account really a personal account, to yet another personal account. This can happen in smaller community banks, but for sure, not the national ones. But as usual, I digress. 
PayPal has friends and family accounts, which has no merchant fee, and PayPal for Business, which does have a merchant fee and follows the $600.1099 rule, just like credit card companies do. Venmo also has business and personal accounts. The IRS has not yet specified, as of the recording date of this episode in October of 23, if they are tracking Zelle payments getting deposited into a Zelle personal account or a Zelle business account or both. They have not specified about PayPal business or friends and family. So as of October 2023, I still am unsure of who I need to provide 1099 NECs to in January of 2024. And what do you do if you're paying a corporation to their PayPal account, which is friends and family under their personal name? If my client is ever audited, if the payment is going to a corporation, I have to show that name in QuickBooks even if it's going to a personal PayPal account with a different name. If any of my clients get audited for some reason, which probably won't happen since I try to make clients book squeaky clean, the IRS auditor can trace those payments to corporations. And if they find out that they are going to a personal PayPal account, they will assume that the payment never hit the corporate bank account hence was not counted as income by the recipient on their tax return and could lead to an audit for them. I know what you're saying. Paul, it's not your problem. That would be the problem of the company who your client is paying, not your client's problem. And you know what? You're absolutely correct in saying that. However, being the teacher who I am, I feel an obligation to usually give unsolicited advice to people and get myself involved in situations that I probably shouldn't be. I guess I'm just wired to be an accounting busybody. One of my larger clients in terms of 1099 NECs, over 120 1099 NECs per year, has many situations of paying corporations according to the information that I get on the W-9 forms that are entered into the accounting system, But in reality, we know we are paying their personal Zelle account or their personal PayPal account. Given the situation with the IRS this year, we decided that it would be a good idea to get all his 1099 subcontractors together in one webinar that I would conduct just for them and explain that each and every one of the subcontractors should have a set of books for tax purposes, and they should always declare all monies earned by their businesses, even if the payments are going into a personal Zelle or a personal PayPal account, as well as a personal Venmo. And I'm not even sure that all of these vendors even recognize that they are sole proprietorships and should file the Schedule C by April of every year. So this should be a, quote, fun private webinar for all of this particular client's vendors. The second issue with 1099s is reimbursements. Even though reimbursements and how to handle them are in the IRS tax code, it has never really been enforced. 
So for an example, if a client spent their own money to pay for something that their client needed, then my client would book it in as an expense for their company. When the client prepared the customer invoice and had a line item for reimbursement of that item purchased for the client, the reimbursement would be booked as a negative expense so that the expense just zeroed out and disappeared. So if $100 was spent on behalf of a client, it would start off as a $100 expense. When that expense is put into a customer invoice, the software would book it as a negative $100 back to the same original expense account used for that purchase. So that purchase would net out at zero. However, now the IRS is enforcing the reimbursements are to be part of the 1099 that your company sends out to your eligible vendors. If there is $3,000 of reimbursements for that vendor, and you also paid that vendor $40,000 for their services, then the 1099 should be for $43,000, not only for the services provided, for $40,000. And your vendors should be booking all monies that you pay them for services or reimbursements as income in their books. W-2 payroll, by the way, is done in a similar way. The wages are taxable, but if an employee lays out their own money for something and the company reimburses them through payroll, then that particular amount is non-income taxable for the employee. It's income, but it's not taxable income. So there is a rhyme and reason to this IRS enforcement of this rule. January is the worst month of the year for me because of the putting together of all of these hundreds of 1099s and making sure that they are the right numbers. And now the IRS is keeping us guessing as to who we 1099 with a 1099-NEC and who the IRS will send 1099-Ks to. Just another day in the bookkeeping accounting world to make sure that our heads spin and we are kept in continual stress from October all the way through April 15th and beyond. If you want your company 100% covered with all this 1099 stuff, even if you pay a corporation who doesn't need to get a 1099, send them one anyway. This way, if you are paying a corporation via Zelle to a personal Zelle account, your accounting and the W-9 would still have the corporate name and tax ID filled out properly. Have a similar 1099 story? Share them by emailing me at bookkeepermensch at gmail.com or leave me voicemail at www.bookkeepermensch.com. Until next time, trying to keep my head on straight and getting enough sleep and even banking sleep for January 2024, and I'm anxious to hear from the IRS as to what I'm doing in January 2024. Until next time, I'm 1099 Stressed, Paul Rosenblum.